More and more, we are realizing the true power community has to lift up the human race in so many ways. We started this show to put the spotlight on community organizations, to highlight their contributions, and to share insights on the importance of community. Every week, tune in as our host, Stu Starkey, helps raise awareness around one of the most important aspects in all of our lives. Welcome to the community of Big Hearts. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the community of Big Hearts. Um, as always, we're speaking to business leaders and charity leaders, um, talking to those who are really passionate about making their communities better. Uh, this week, we're here with Irene from Mom to Mom, um, an organization out of Vancouver that's, um, and I can't wait to hear more about it, but from, from my research, it sounds like a really unique organization that intends to help the children that are in poverty. And they, the way they do that is by helping single moms um, of those children. So um, I can't wait to get into it with the executive director of mom to mom Her name is Irene. Irene, how are you doing? I'm really well, thank you. And I'm really happy to be here with you, Stu. Likewise. Um, let's get right into it. So um, I, uh, I gave a little bit of an intro. I'd love to hear where I went wrong and, uh, and a little bit more about what you guys do. Oh, well, of course, and, and, and nothing wrong with what you said. I mean, uh, mom to mom was created in 2012. So we're just going on to nine years. And it really is a vision uh, that we have that mothers and their children are thriving and caring and connected communities. And so uh, with that vision, what we are doing is that we hope to improve the lives and reduce the stresses of families isolated by poverty through strength-based relationships and by creating opportunities. And we do that by linking moms and children with volunteers, sometimes up to two volunteers, so that they can create loving, caring, supportive, strength-based relationships with each other. And then what we do in order to relieve some of those stresses of poverty, we um, offer a monthly grocery stipend and we um, make sure that there are as many community resources uh, that moms uh, can access and volunteers support them to access those uh, community resources around whether they're resources for uh, food, whether resources for the children, uh, for themselves, so that we bring moms out of isolation, right? Many moms who are uh, single parents and uh, struggling to um, make ends meet in, in, in this current um, economic climate, especially in Vancouver when, where we're located, and uh, where we serve uh, our Vancouver community, um, the price of living is extremely high. And so uh, we hope that we're building a community, we're supporting moms, because we know that when moms are thriving, their children are thriving. So we support moms so that the children can develop it and reach their fullest potential. That's... Um... I love that angle at taking a look at how to support the children. And I especially love the peer-to-peer -peer support. What we talk about a lot on this, this podcast is that um, 
when the peers or the volunteers are, are helping those that may need some uh, in that period of time, that it's not just helping the person um, that the volunteer is helping, it's helping the volunteer as well. Um, so that peer-to-peer -peer is, is something that I'm uh, a huge advocate for. Um, I would love to hear a little bit more about how that looks, like what kind of support typically is given kind of peer-to-peer? So some of the supports are that uh, volunteers, of course, form, you know, strong bonds and uh, caring relationships. And sometimes they will go out and do activities together. They will go shopping together, uh, support moms uh, to access some of the programs in the communities. Sometimes some of the volunteers have, uh, you know, stayed with the kids while moms uh, got to participate in different activities that are the um, community based and uh, of course then mom to mom also puts on events and activities for everyone to come together and to have really good experiences and form really strong relationships so we have some summer programming that uh, and you know in, well, in terms in times of COVID it's um, we're looking forward to getting back to the in-person uh, activities that we do so we have picnics in the summer we provide an opportunity for moms and, uh, and their children to go to a, a one-day camp in the summer. We do movie nights monthly. Um, we have Christmas events and also have uh, Mother's Day events. So, I mean, it's, it's all about bringing folks together, uh, moms to be supported in their parenting. Many of the, uh, of course, our name is mom to mom So moms that have gone through and know what, uh, uh, the trials, tribulations, and absolute joys of parenting are able to share um, ideas, uh, just have great conversations about parenting. And uh, that's really important. You know, we tend to see that many uh, moms who are low income, living in poverty, tend to be isolated. You know, poverty isolates folks. So uh, it's so important that as a community, we are connected, we are supportive, and that's what that's what the volunteers and mom to mom strives to do. So that, um, yeah, they, I mean, you, you can have fun together. You know, you can uh, enjoy uh, being in community together. And so, there's some great stories about uh, moms and kids and uh, and their relationship volunteers that we call them. You know. Um, going to each other's house for Christmas and participating in, in graduation ceremonies with some of the children or moms that are uh, taking, uh, you know, uh, ongoing education. And so we really are building uh, a type of family uh, connections to um, folks that you may have never thought you would uh, get to know. So that's really important. Uh, we cross all, you know, socioeconomic, cultural, um, uh, you know, have, having this real wealth of diverse relationships and diverse folks coming together. It's really important to us as a community. So that's what we strive to do. You know, Irene, um, a theme that keeps coming up in these conversations with organizations that are having real impact in the community it keeps coming back to this um, one most important theme, which is sense of belonging. And when people uh, feel 
like they belong, like they have that sense that they belong to a community, they thrive. And I actually, listening to your story, I have not heard a more impactful and powerful story of creating that sense of belonging intentionally for your clients. That is absolutely incredible. Thank you so much. That is the intention and that is the work uh, that we're doing. It is is the type of society that we want to create and the vision that we are all um, each other's uh, keeper, each other's neighbor, that we love each other, that we care for each other. Uh, When COVID uh, hit us all, you know, we knew right away that the pandemic would um, really put a spotlight and really highlight the inequities in our society and that we knew that moms and children would be adversely impacted exponentially so because um, we were all told, you know, to, you know, hunker down, go into your homes, like fill your pantries, order out, you know, and we, and right away we said, oh, okay, hold on a second. Um, You know, it's, some moms are having, you know, need support to make ends meet and get enough help having enough food for their children. Um, And now during COVID, we're all, all of a sudden, everyone's supposed to stock their cupboards and pantries. And and so we knew, like we knew this is not uh, this type of, you know, food security is not accessible to everyone, especially moms and children who are low income. They have food insecurity. So right away, we doubled our the grocery stipend for the first three months of the pandemic. So we really mobilized and, and everyone was um, relegated to their own homes. And so volunteers couldn't pick up a mom and go shopping together. We had to practice, you know, distancing, uh, uh, physical and, and social distancing. And uh, so right away, our staff said, no, 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 no. We're going to make sure that we're going to every single family's home once a week. We're going to be delivering uh, different types of um, uh, food that our community really stepped up and, and um, donated to us. So we had Backpack Buddies, which provides healthful snacks to children that they can make on their own. So we would deliver that every every week and with, with gift card for groceries and other things like books. We had organizations step up to donate books, to donate uh, uh, hygiene essentials. We ensured that we, um, we had donations of masks and, and hand sanitizer. And so it was a real like intentional response to this very um, like, a situation that could have been a real crisis. So we responded and we made sure that every single week we, you know, took everything and delivered um, curbside to families. And it was so amazing. One, one little boy, when one of the staff showed up curbside, put everything on the front stoop and, you know, backed off and he, and he ran out and said, oh my gosh, you know, we're so happy to see you. And the mom said, you know, we thought we were alone. And that really speaks to the importance of really understanding what's required, especially during this, this pandemic. And so we've been really working hard to ensure that no mom and child is left behind in our community, that we haven't forgotten the impacts of food insecurity and poverty 
on moms, single moms and children. And so it was just uh, an amazing response, not only from the staff at mom to mom but all the community that really step up, stepped up and donated and made sure that uh, moms and children would not face hunger and isolation and, um, and you know, be considered as really needing uh, support from, from folks, right? And while everyone was really trying to take care of their own families, right? It was uh, quite a, uh, a shock for, for everyone, but, um, our community made sure that we were um, supporting and we were not forgetting. Have you been involved uh, since the start in 2012, Irene? Oh, I just started during the pandemic. I started as executive <laughs> director. <clears throat> My first day of work was March the 2nd. And by March 13th, when the lockdown, I was busily writing up uh, COVID policy for us and trying to figure out how to mobilize, stabilize, communicate, and fundraise for uh, all the moms and kids. Uh, what a way to enter! <laughs> I know, right? I know it was, a, it, was, it was like, oh, it was it was amazing. Uh, it was quite intense, right? We've uh, all of us, I would say, have you know experienced something that we've never ever experienced before, and with, with all the you know the silver linings and also the stresses. So yeah, but I was um, I was just really. Um, thrilled to be part of such an amazing organization and great volunteers and a great board and super duper staff and so um, yeah I think it's 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 uh, it it speaks to the goodness the kindness the generosity of uh, of, of humans of, of people like people in our community and the love and care that we have uh, for each other and really a, a real mission to ensure that moms and, and the children um, thrive in our community. And so it was, um, it's been an interesting year, but since 2012, we've been, you know, really working hard to ensure that we have maximum impact, that we can um, have maximum amount of moms in, in, in our program. So the more funding and the more uh, fundraising uh, that we can do, the more uh, moms and children we can serve and so that's a real goal for us uh, in this next year is to um, keep keep uh, um, I guess sharing with everyone what we're doing and hoping that people can support us so that we can support more moms and I have to tell you our donors and our and the people that are supporting us are just amazing I just think that everyone has a story about how hard their moms worked to raise them, you know, how hard their moms worked, uh, you know, single moms, moms that uh, were living in poverty with their children, that, you know, th those are common experiences, more common than we talk about, right? We don't talk about um, uh, families and, and, and the struggle for economic and food security in our society. So, um, but, you know, we, but I think that, Everyone, I'm pretty sure everyone uh, understands what what it's like uh, to struggle, right? To struggle to put um, food on the table for for your children. I mean, I, I think there's a there's a human, deep human understanding of, of that. Even if uh, you're well off, you know, economically, I think I think there's a um, real deep 
you know, primal understanding of uh, what, it, what it means to feed children and support children and make sure that children thrive in our society. So I'm just thrilled to be uh, part of, the, of, of, of this community. Irene, is that why you joined? What's what's your um, short story on why why you joined Mom to Mom? Okay, well, I've been working, um, you know, in the not for profit sector, uh, really fighting for women's equality since uh, I was a student in Concordia during the Montreal massacre in 1989. And so, my my personal goal and mission in life is to fight for women's equality in Canada. And I really do see food insecurity, economic insecurity, equality, violence against women as uh, those root causes of economic right, insecurity and inequality. So they're all linked together. And for me, this is um, one of the most important uh, indicators of inequality is that, uh, that moms uh, especially uh, moms, uh, indigenous, racialized uh, moms, uh, BIPOC folks, right? That uh, that is one of the indicators of inequality. So um, I think mom to mom is really focused on ensuring that we are addressing that. Yeah, one one of the uh, one of the stats that really jumped out to me when I was reading your website was that. Um, 50% of single parents um, are at or below the poverty line, and that 82% of single parents are moms as the, the primary parent. Um, and, and that was, um, I guess I expected um, a high number to, to be in poverty, but, but 50% was, was pretty big and really hit home what the problem is that you're trying to solve um, out in the Vancouver region. Right. So we, we know, right? We know, as you stated, that um, being a single mom raising children is, uh, is, is a major factor in uh, causes of uh, poverty, right? And so um, it's, it's a big issue. And so we're hoping that the way that we're addressing it uh, will ease some of the experiences of the moms, uh, even some of the stresses related to poverty. And so it is a social issue. We need to take a look at the, uh, the systems that are, that are uh, keeping single moms um, in, in poverty. And so that's another area that I think that uh, we want to be working with in, in partnership to address, um, you know, the, the rates of social assistance, right? You know, there's many people uh, working to have guaranteed livable income. Uh, we're, you know, as a country, we're behind in that. You know, we're not uh, addressing the needs of, uh, of moms and children in, in our communities. So, um, yeah, the stats really do speak for themselves. Well, what is the... Um... You know, you guys obviously are delivering food and, and some companionship. Is there any unexpected large impacts um, for that you didn't expect to see while delivering your programming? Uh, I think that 
the some of the outcomes that we see that are that are you know they are measurable and we can see them and we need to work harder around them but i think that the sense of um as we said at the very beginning right the sense of belonging and uh, a, a decrease in stress a decrease in stress of children uh, because their moms are being supported um, a decrease in um, well, let's go for increases, right? An increase, <laughs> an increase of a, a, a sense of uh, being supported, an increase in having access to resources. And that's, that also decreases isolation, right? When you're connected to community resources, when you know what, uh, what activities your child can access um, that, that, that actually mom-to-mom -mom actually supports, right? So we do uh, support moms in paying for children's activities because we don't want children to miss out on activities like a, a camp right you know often kids who don't have sleeping bags don't have uh you know proper shoes for hiking and other types of equipment that they need to do activities so we actually support moms with our compassion fund we pay for we help pay for children's sports and activities and so those types of um, supports that we provide do impact uh, how children feel about themselves and their ability to participate with other children without, you know, feeling like they don't have uh, the proper, like, that they can't do it because they can't afford, their moms can't afford it. So, um, so, in, so we're seeing that kids, you know, are happier. Kids are participating and you know this this COVID has been so so ex extremely um impactful on all kids right in, in in our society and and it's just we're just really hoping that um we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel so we can support kids to do activities we can pay for their you know taekwondo one of the kids in the in uh, uh, one of the kids uh does uh, taekwondo so we, you know, pay for the Taekwondo classes. Um, you know, there's camps that they do every summer. You know, and, and hopefully this summer, I don't know, I think I just, we just got a schedule about the COVID, uh, uh, how the vaccinations are going to roll out. And, you know, we're thinking like maybe this summer, you know, the kids will be able to go to camp and with their mom. So um, the, like the impacts are pretty huge because they, they, they impact like all parts of a, of a child's life and a mom's life. Right before this talk, Irene, um, I was talking with, um, so the company that, that we run and supports this podcast is Two Small Men with Big Hearts. And I was talking with our community coordinator, um, Cassie, and we kind of like went on a tangent and started talking about uh, wealth disparity and, um, and politics. And she reminded me of a podcast, one of our first ones we did where we, we, um, we aired the, I forget the name of it. I think it's called the, the Privilege Run, um, where kids of all socioeconomic backgrounds line up on a line and they, they say, okay, um, if you've had this advantage in life, take a step forward. And, and they go through like 20 things. And, and what becomes quite apparent is there's, there's really um, a divide between the, the kids that have had um, privilege to have those things happen when they were growing up and those that didn't. 
And so you could actually see through the questions that were being answered that it would be so tough to make up that gap between the kids who've got the huge head start in life and, and being able to take advantage of opportunities and those that don't have those. And the way that our society is set up is we, we want the individuals that's easiest to integrate into those um, best opportunities to have them. Um, just it's what's easiest for business. And so it was such a good reminder that that conversation and how it applies to our conversation today and what you guys do by the sounds of it is really close that gap for um, single parents, especially single moms for kids and, and give them those kids some of the privileges that dual parents and parents um, in wealthier neighborhoods get. So that's such an important piece to, from, from what our conversation was earlier, was closing that gap of wealth disparity and that opportunity to live a wealthy life. I agree. That is really uh, the intention of um, supporting kids to take part in activities that they may not be able to because of the wealth disparity that uh, you so you know, clearly uh, talked about. So we're hoping to do more, more of that, you know, more of uh, allowing or supporting children because moms do a great job. Let's let's just put that right on the table, right? Moms work really hard. They uh, they have the the best children, the interests of their children at heart, and uh, we're providing some support to ease that the stress of that of that poverty, right? And so, um, whatever we can do to ensure that moms and their children have access to resources uh, that will allow for children and moms to thrive. Um, yeah, we want and we're, and this is a call to uh, all, you know, communities and, and individuals to support the, support our endeavor and support our work. And I, I, I really truly believe that uh, at its heart, um, this is what each and every one of us believes in. Our community uh, is listening, and and um, and those that are listening are typically ones that that want to do more, want to help, and will spread the word or potentially help out in other ways. So, how can the community help you? Well, you know, everyone loves social media, and so um, we, if you want to link to our website, we have Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and so. Uh, um, link to m2mcharity.ca and support us and there's a uh, you can read all about the work that we do um get interested in what part of the kind the work that we uh that you want to support that we're doing whether it's activities as we've been talking about for children whether it's the uh supporting uh with a, a, a food insecurity when and uh, we deliver the grocery gift cards that really make a difference you know mom has told us like it makes a difference to get $175 a month for myself and my child. Like that is money that I wouldn't have had to buy food. And so supporting that program and um, really becoming part of our community by joining us. And uh, we're hoping that we're developing a blog. And so 
who want to sign up for uh, I think a, a newsletter and a blog. And so really have we have so many ways, so many platforms that folks can join us in. And of course, if people are in the Vancouver area, um, we're always uh, looking for volunteers. So moms who want to support other moms, uh, folks that want to support the organization, uh, we'll make sure that there's a way that we can all work together to uh, support moms and children to thrive. So you have well, a donate um, page. That's the most important part. Go on to <laughs> mom to mom. Go on to our donate page. But uh, fo yeah, follow us on all the social media platforms too. Thank you for asking. We will certainly spread the word and join ourselves. Um, and also, um, the last thing here is uh, Two Small Men is in Vancouver, and and we have um, a donated uh, service program called the Big Hearts Move of the Month. And if your clients uh, ever need moving services, we'll talk after this to see if um, you want to get signed up to help your clients move at, uh, at no cost. Sounds amazing. Thank you. Uh, Irene, great chatting with you. You're doing such an important thing for our community. So um, thank you so much. And I hope you have a great year. Thank you very much. And thanks for the opportunity to share what we do with everyone. And uh, yes, a great year for all of us. Really appreciate this. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on this Community Spotlight. If you're a volunteer or leader who knows of someone or is someone contributing in your community, we want to hear from you. Go to communityofbighearts.com and click the Nominate tab and let us know who they or you are. We look forward to speaking with you. Thank you again for tuning into the Community of Big Hearts. <laughs>